Hey, how are those new production facilities up there in Iowa? How are they working out? Most excellent. Most excellent. What a wonderful environment. It went smoothly, too. Nice upgrade, huh? Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the move took two days. Uh, it took about a week and a half to prepare for it, and it's taken me about a week to uh, re- resituate. But we our new facilities are excellent. The sound is great, as you can hear. Yeah, I think we're ready to rock. Hey, you made it. You're here. Good. Yeah, Dolly, you... Miss Molly. Wow. Right? Yeah. We're here at the Bro Show Studios hey, hey. in in the northern Midwest portion of the United States, Central Time. And we're doing our usual gig that we do every Saturday morning. This is the Bro Show. I am a bro. My name is Jerry. And my name is John. We are actual All good. brothers. Yeah. yeah, and we do this every Saturday, and we're going to talk about four things, and I'm not going to tell you what they are, just too exciting to talk about, but we <laughs> we are we are here, and you can reach us and subscribe to this wonderful podcast by going to bro.show, and you'll see a little thing that says uh, subscribe. If you don't want to subscribe and you just want to listen to an episode, go ahead and listen. There's a button to press, and you're in. You're in. No charge, no hidden agenda. No, nothing. Sounds good. Hey, only, you only get that one weekly notification. That's it. So we're not going to be it. harassing you. No, no harassment whatsoever. I don't think we've ever sent out anything else other than our weekly announcement that says, hey, there's a show. It dropped. Yep. So that happens. Uh, hey, uh, hey, yeah, let's talk about T-shirts, shall we? Hey, yeah, do you have a T-shirt on, maybe? I do have a T-shirt. I've got the Meerkat T-shirt. Ooh. Where are you? Yeah, the very wow. unique Meerkat T-shirt. There's a season in the Meerkat. It's one of a kind. Mm. One of a kind. How about you? Hey, well, listen, I decided to break out the season of the Tiger T-shirt, the one with the postage stamp uh, oh. replica from the Year of the Tiger, uh, Show. It's very colorful on the uh, on the black tee. All good. Well, I've got the mug. Too. I've got the mug. I'm drinking from that mug today. <laughs> So, so you're, covering, you know, you're covering a couple of territories there. All good. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, we have a sponsor, don't we, John? We sure do. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Their mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of those wonderful critters through legal the legal system. And I mean, they accomplish this by you know filing the uh, high impact lawsuits to protect animals. Also providing free legal advice, training prosecutors, and also supporting tough animal protection and they do provide like a a a, a job board or a, a link so that you can actually look in uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there if you want to help animals wow. lawyers between law firms nonprofit organizations for the welfare of animals there's things that can be done and there's opportunities to do it and most of all they have swag boy do they have swag and i have a story to tell you about swag john it's a quick one you know, uh, I've been working privately and secretly, except for you, of course, on our next season. And I've been creating some new swag. I just want a little tease there, okay? In the process, yeah, you better watch this, out. In the process of doing, I'm going to be careful. In the process of doing this, I discovered something. The uh, Bonfire has got a new format for the merchandise store. So we have a merchandise store, merch.bro.show. Mm-hmm. 
Mirch, M-E-E-R-C-H, or or if you prefer M-E-R-C-H, both of them lead to the same place. You'll see all of our Meerkat merchandise. And here's the cool thing, John. At the bottom of it, it's got all of the Animal Legal Defense Fund merchandise. Sweet. And also, okay. when when you buy a T-shirt, it, it offers the opportunity for you to make a donation to the Animal Legal Defense Fund and buy a T-shirt for them also. So it's all intermingled. We all we use Bonfire to do our T-shirts, and the Animal Legal Defense Fund uses it. So wherever you go, look at our stuff. You're going to be looking at their stuff, and vice versa. So hey, wow. marriage made in heaven. What can I say? ready for the wow. meerkat story i think we got a meerkat story yeah i mean i mean we've talked before about some of the physical characteristics of the meerkats but really haven't get given uh the the true justice and uh with respect to their eyes and their no. eyes are such an extremely important part of of their body in terms of their mere survival that i think it's important for us to take a closer look at them and some of the characteristics of those eyes um, and, you know, we could start with when you take a look at a meerkat, they've got that kind of looks like a baseball player puts that stuff under their eyes to cut down on the glare. But yeah. What they're getting out of that. Maybe you can describe that and the size of their eyes. What an wow. important part that plays. Yeah, there's there's maybe four or five really unique things about their eyes. Uh, and a lot of animals have this dark coloration under their eyes so they can see far distances, just the same as a football player or a basket or a, a uh, a baseball player. player they have to they have to see you know how many yards how many feet you know 300 feet right see a ball yes. so it's hard it's hard to see a ball that's white in a light blue sky and how do you differentiate well this dark circles under the eyes you know not from like a sleep but through through smudging <laughs> something on your eyes under your eyes makes you makes you see that better and meerkats have the exact same thing also that both of their eyes face front just yes. like we do, our eyes face front. It's called binocular vision, and that's where long distance vision is really facilitated. You have two eyeballs doing that. Now, a mongoose, which is closely related, their eyes are more on the side. They don't have binocular vision, but they're very good up. They're very good at seeing close up. You know, yes. They can avoid a cobra. A meerkat cannot. A meerkat avoids all that stuff mostly through smell and vibration. They don't see right. that well close up, but they see really well far away. So that's one thing that got going on with their eyes. There's a couple other things too, John. Night vision. Oh my God, Ooh. night vision. Yeah, they don't have night vision. They have low light vision. Okay, they right. are diurnal. They don't they don't hang out outside at night, but they hang out in these low light tunnels they live in. Not low low life, low light. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> these tunnels, <laughs> these tunnels, they have special. You know, they, you have rods and cones in your retina, you know, to make yeah. sense of light. They have a disproportionate number of rods, so they uh, they can see well at night. They also have a reflective membrane way back on their retina that allows the light to go through twice. It's like a loop. And mm. they can see well in low light because of that. And you can tell animals who have that because when you see them at night, their eyes glow. They've got that same thing. So they've got that. There's one more, John, and you made me discover this. Yeah, well, it's at, yeah, well, it'll, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And in that you would think that being in those tunnels, working on those tunnels, a lot of dust would come up, and they're just nat uh, native habitat of being in a desert with windstorms, etc. You'd think that these guys, these these poor animals, would be constantly having to get stuff out of their eyes, but they don't have that problem. And maybe you can 
explain exactly what this extra eyelid or membrane in and how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Some animals have this. Uh, all aquatic animals have it. Otters and beavers, they have an extra transparent eyelid in addition to the regular eyelid. And it goes down over their eyes and protects their eyes. The meerkats have the exact same thing, only instead of water, it deals with dust. Dust from tunnels, dust from the air in the desert. And let me tell you, where they live, it is dry, mm. very dry. So they have got that going for them, too. So they have like four or five things with their eyes that allow them to really do some amazing stuff. And what they can't do with their eyes, they're able to do with smell and vibrations. But you can watch right. a, a mob of meerkats fight with a cobra. And they really can't see the cobra all that well, but they avoid yeah. getting hit. <laughs> They're pretty. They got some really good reaction uh, reaction times, John. I think they would make ideal baseball players. Myself. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The, uh, one of the things is we take a look at these animals, these meerkats. And mm-hmm. we think, well, they're funny. They're kind of funny looking because their head compared to the, the their eyes in proportion to their head, their skull. Oh, yeah. But yeah. what we might sense is funny. Those predators of the meerkats are, don't look at it. They, they look at something. They say, well, that's a pretty dangerous animal. Just the way yeah. it's kind of looking at me. Uh, yeah. Which I think is another yeah. one of the, the physical natures of their eyes that, that yes. helps them survive. I mean, these critters are out there. They're not just uh, hanging because they're lucky. It's because they have the physical attributes that allows them to survive under these rather adverse conditions. Hey, how about a word? I got a word for you, John. Here's a word. Augmented augmented reality. Any thoughts about that? I don't know. It sounds a little scary. You know, the, the fact is we have enough... Just regular virtual reality is sometimes referred to. It's just what we perceive is bad enough. But if you start mixing it up a little bit with another image or an environment and viewing it uh, with with extra stuff, computer generated. I, I, I have a real problem with this. I, I I got too involved in recreational chemicals when I was in college. <laughs> I don't know what reality is anymore. So, so yeah, I, I suffer. But let me read you the definition. It might help both of us. Huh? Yes. Sounds good. An enhanced image or environment as viewed on a screen or other display produced by overlaying computer generated images, sounds or other data on a real world environment. So this is a superimposition of some information from a computer onto the regular reality that we perceive with our eyeballs. That's what it's Got saying. It. Pretty okay. good. That's, that's, yeah, that helps. It's also called AR. Oh. People just call it AR. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you want an example? Yeah, give me one. Lay one on me. With augmented reality, tourists can see signs and other written words translated into English just by using their smartphone camera and this app. That's an example of an AR app that lets you walk around Spain and be able to translate the signs in real time. Um, I ran into this when I was at a museum where what it would do is it was a musical instrument museum. And as you approached an instrument, it would sense you were there and the instrument, the sound of the instrument would play while you're looking at it. What do you think? Oh, wow. That's nice. I like it because it's not just visual, right? It's yeah. sound. It's sound. Yeah. It's about time. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because this is a great segue. 
This, we have a two takes to end all two takes. This is used all, all of our brain power, all of our collective <sighs> brain power. Wouldn't you say, John? I would say so. And, uh, and we had some help, did. though. We, had some we sure help. did. Mary Jane helped me by letting, yep. letting me uh, parse through this uh, Harvard Business uh, Review article that John found. And it was that was a dense article. It was short, three pages. But, man. Yeah. It had some really heavy concepts in it, and we had help from Sarah Reichelt down in the land of Oz. She steered me to a video where this software developer spent almost two hours reviewing and in the presence of this new thing that Apple announced. Yes, and I, it is. And Go ahead. I'll, you can I'm, say it. I will. I'll tee it up a little bit for you. I mean, every year the Apple conducts a worldwide development conference. And uh, you have the opportunity, uh, Mr. Producer, of going to that mm. conference virtually. So, you know, I actually, you've been to it in person and also been able to, to see some of the stuff. This year is a bit, was a big splash because they introduced what's called Vision Pro Goggles. And I mean, it's, it's just mind boggling. It's, it's, it's hard to figure out even where to start. I guess in a crude way, you could say it's sort of a computer in your face, but that doesn't even begin yeah. to touch what we're talking about as it relates to these. Um, it's no computer and, I've ever used. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, when you think about the progression of development with respect to going from computers to uh, Apple computer, from uh, you know when you base when you first started with some of the Apple products, we had the iPod, we had the then the iPhone, then we had the iPad. And we have the smart watch, the Apple Watch. And yep. now what we've got is we have this ability to put on a pair of goggles and do things that we can hardly describe. I mean, that's how, how mind-boggling I agree it is. with you. I agree and, with you. you know, uh, and each one of those things you mentioned replaced something else, right? Else, yeah. The, the, the iPod replaced the uh, Walkman. Remember those yes. Walkman? Yeah. yeah. It was a it was digital, digital version of a Walkman. And then the iPad was uh, excuse me the iphone was was a communicating version of the ipod right yeah. and so each one it's just this effect this one thing replaces the other replaces the other it's kind of like the bible so-and-so begets so-and-so begets so-and-so right it's almost like yeah that. And, and with these things we think about the the techniques or the means by which you're able to use them so for example mouses uh touch pads, uh, touching the screen. Now, all of a sudden, with these goggles, you've got your eyes and your hands, That's a it. means upon which to to work with these, and your voice, yes. Yeah. So, and, so that's the three input devices, they call them, I think, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And okay. right now, you're saying, well, I, 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 that's going to take me forever to learn. Well, remember <laughs> how long it took you to learn to put that finger onto your iPhone? Not that long. Not long at all. In fact, it got to the point where when I use my Mac, I touch my Mac screen. <laughs> it doesn't do a thing. So right? Apple, yeah, Apple introduced this and sort of the, the concept, but it kind of laid low in terms of the applications. But the the actual foundation upon which the apps would be developed we're talking not only about the ability to to look at what you see right now on the screen but taking that two-dimensional um, 
uh, attribute and let's just punch it up and make it three-dimensional and that is yep. what it, to me is the leap in development that is going to be it's overwhelming i mean it's hard to really talk about so, i could talk about it a little bit because yeah. i've watched a lot of video about it and i saw apple's keynote presentation they had a great video presentation of it but i've been told that that isn't anything that isn't nearly as immersive and moving as actually using these things are but here's how it works john what happens is you go into an apple store and you say i want these you can't get them yet they're not available to beginning of next year but when they're available what will happen is people have already gone through this all the people who tested these went through the process about i'm about to describe you sit down and they measure you they measure your head your eyes length from your eyes to your ears from the top of the head to the ears they know exactly where your ears are they know exactly where your eyes are and then they say do you wear corrective lenses yes i do step over here somebody zaps your eyes a little bit from an optical lens company called zeiss and about 15 minutes later you have two lenses with magnetic edges and you pop them right on the inside of these goggles it's a headset actually it's not just goggles so you pop them in there and they go in and the whole headset has been calibrated for your head your ears and your eyes you pop it on it's balanced it feels natural on your face and now you think you're seeing through the goggles but you're not john you're actually seeing a video representation of the room you're in in other right. words it's got 12 cameras and a bunch of them are outside and a bunch of them are inside and so the outside ones perfectly represent what you're seeing to the point where you think you're seeing it right because and, there's two and, small and, screens you're looking at right next wow. to your eyeballs and yeah. just to make it perfectly clear i am not i don't have to wear my regular glasses because the prescription of my glasses has been put into the goggles correct right? correct so yeah and you know those buds that you have in your ears you don't need those because it's part of the flap that goes over your ear with the this whole device that's yep. cool it's a headband that goes around your head and a headband that goes on top of your head so that and they're all measured perfectly so that it'll fit snug as a bug in a rug and not hurt you and make you feel what you're supposed to feel when you have this thing on and what do you feel you feel visuals you've never felt before. You see things you've never seen. You hear things that you you feel like you don't have any earphones on at all. It's not like these things we insert in our ears we're using right now. iPod, yeah. I, uh, iPods or earpods or whatever they're called. Right. AirPods. Yeah. AirPods. Nothing like that. You can hear the room around you, but you can also hear these things perfectly. If you turn your head while you're listening to something, it's as if you turned your head when you were listening to something. Wow. You hear it a little bit more in your left ear than your right ear and vice versa and you turn your head the other way. So perfectly balanced sound. Now, here's the funny thing about this, John. They've been introducing this product for five years and we didn't know it. Wow. Didn't know it. Do you realize that everything I just said about the AirPods, about the, the, uh, the uh, Vision Pro is oh. also true of the AirPods. The AirPods is a setting where you can say, directional listening so when i turn my head as i just did it probably sounds a little different to you you know on a recording you're going to hear my head turn it's because yeah. of the way these things work and so they've been developing this spatial sound stuff for five years wow and this is why 
I kept wondering, yeah. who cares? Who cares about this stuff? You know? Yeah. Now I now I see why I care because it's in this. Yeah. I mean, in the, the simple things you think through as you look at this, I like one of the examples of, that was in one of the articles that says, now you're going to be able to view a movie and it's going to be, you're looking at it while you're sitting like, for example, in, in, a, in an airplane in a seat, you're going to have goggles and you're going to feel like you're in a, in a movie theater with a white yeah. screen. Yeah, not just so, that, but there's seats, seats around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the here's how realistic this stuff is. You know, I li- I've listened to maybe five interviews of people who have, who have seen it. Five of them were reporters, but one of them was a software developer. And he kind of speaks my language. And he said that these immersive environments are so immersive with audio and video and special effects. Like he went to he says, well, I want to see this mountain. So he did the virtual tour of a mountain and he said he was at his desk. It was a white desk. And he said the mountain rolled in like fog and completely subsumed his desk and him. And he felt like he was at the mountain to the point where he felt a shiver from the cold. (laughs) (laughs) And there was no cold. There was no temperature control whatsoever. And I bet you any amount of money, if you're in a theater and they simulate the theater, you're going to smell popcorn. Right? Uh, Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so realistic. And the other thing you talked about was occlusion. And this may sound like a fancy word, but it's not. It means if I put my hand in front of my face when I've got Vision Pro on, I see my hand, but I'm not really seeing my hand. I'm seeing a video representation, a perfect real-time video representation of my hand. And it's over whatever was showing in the background, whether it was that movie theater or whether it's the room I'm in. And you move your hand around and you see no ghosting, no line around your hand. He said the occlusion, the the way they occlude the background and show the foreground, he said it is perfect. He could not perceive it. And this is a guy who develops this stuff. So he really knew what he was talking about. But, you know, there's something more practical I haven't talked about, John. That's things like spreadsheets, word processing, regular yes. apps. Every single app that's on the iPad or on the iPhone automatically works on Vision Pro. Automatically, right out of the box. And uh-huh. it's, it's, it's somewhat 3D, John. That's it. I mean, that those spreadsheets that we think of in terms of two dimensions, all of a mm-hmm. sudden have three dimensions. Correct. The Z axis is now visible. And here's here this guy, this developer. He's like me. He's a real jerk, right? So he does all the stuff that no one's supposed to do. So what did he do when he saw a spreadsheet? He got up out of the seat, walked around. And bear in mind, when you got these on, the screens that you're looking at are static. The room is dynamic. So when he got up, he went over to the edge of the spreadsheet and looked behind it. And what do you think? He saw the screen. It in reverse. He said oh, it was like crazy. on a, a piece. Yeah, it was like on a, he said it's a curved piece of lucite. And it even casts a shadow. And you put your hand in, the shadow covers your hand. <laughs> he says this is so immersive, so immersive that you you don't. You pretty, pretty quick, very quickly, you just adapt it. And if you want to select something on the spreadsheet, like let's say you want to select uh, C14, the cell, you look yeah. at it. You look at it. That's all you do. And then if you 
take your forefinger and your thumb and you tap them together, it selects it. Crazy. And then you just say copy if you want to copy it. Well, Ooh, I, I, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, when you gave me that, I needed the spreadsheet example in order to kind of get yeah. a sense of what's going on here being a, an accountant type. But I, I believe that the, the way that, uh, explain the, the, the way that the, that Apple is smart enough to not talk a lot about apps because they're relying upon, what is this? This is a developer's conference. Yep. So what are they, yep. they, they don't, they're going to look towards their resource here these individuals mm -hmm. to come up with things that they probably can't even imagine at this point. And it's going to be wild and crazy yeah. stuff. It's the but, same thing that has made them successful since the Apple II. That was the big thing that differentiated the Apple II from all the other personal computers back in the 70s. And that is, it was built for developers, by developers, for developers. So when you got an Apple II, it was a very rich environment for developing little applications that run on the Apple II. There's code resources. I remember when I went into an Apple store, there was a whole shelf that had nothing but cassette tapes on it. Wow. <laughs> and it was software code. <laughs> so you go, you buy a regular cassette player, hook it up to your Apple computer, pop in a cassette, and you've got the program running on your Apple II. They have kept that going since the 70s, John. <laughs> Every device is built around people being able to develop stuff for it. Their job is to create great hardware. And great, and great uh, operating systems. And I think the best way of looking at it in terms of what's going to come out of it can be just said in one word, and that's value. Values yes, that, com that compete, the, 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 the important thing that we're trying to get here with whatever we do. And information, you know, we have a lot of information. It has to be analyzed. It has to be parsed, all this good stuff. And I, I kind of think about... Uh, right now, we have these Zoom meetings, and and just thinking through this, I'm just realizing how crude these meetings are, <laughs> and how more more enhanced they can become. By well, content, aside, content aside, content yeah, aside, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that he, that he talked about, he went into this developer guy. He went into a FaceTime meeting. It's part of the demo. And by the way, yeah. no one else talked about the stuff he talked about. You know, and, and uh, well, a few people touched on it, but he really went into detail. He said he's in a FaceTime meeting and they were showing something on a whiteboard. And he said when the guy reached over to draw on it, he looked at the whiteboard and then he glanced over at the other people in the meeting and they were all looking in the same direction. <laughs> you don't realize how huge that is until you think about it a moment. What happens yeah. when what happens on a Zoom meeting? Everybody's looking at you. Right. right. Yeah. I always feel on the spot. I, I keep going. Do I have a booger on my lip? You know, I mean, you're always, always worried about that stuff. But yeah. this thing, you know, you don't worry about all You're in a real meeting with real people. You hear them perfectly. You see them perfectly. And if there's any confusion about who they are, or what they do, it's below them. You know, right. if you, if you, you know, choose to see it and uh, all that stuff's all taken care of the 3D. If you don't like where someone is in a meeting, you move them. And how do you move? It's really easy. You look at them, and then you put your fingers together, and you move your fingers. Crazy, but I think you you said information aside, but that's that's a whole uh, thing uh, in terms yeah. of the the content of these of the meetings. We're we're so frustrated by well, do I have to know everybody's name? No, you don't. You have to remember them. You will 
you will know that their background and what they know and what they're uh, contributing uh, and the information is then, yeah, it'll make, it'll make the decision-making process much more efficient. Let's have some groaners. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach, and he has a couple of real winners, losers, take your pick. And here we go. The first one. Why did baseball players on one team wear eyeliner and on the other team wore lipstick? Why would they do that? What kind of game is this? Oh, you got me. It's a makeup game. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's, let's get so the game going. got canceled and they had to make it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I and it's hard. I was going to try to parse that into it, but I couldn't quite make that happen. So it was a little more challenging. But this one, this one's a little more closer to home for you. This is a this is one dealing with music. So here we go. For which song did the Moody Blues hire a sewing machine to perform the lead vocals? For which song did Moody Blues hire a sewing machine to perform the lead vocals? Oh, this is so Nights in White Satin. Nights in I'm White just Satin. A, I'm just a singer. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Okay. Yours is good. You get you get partial credit. 